Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm talking uh, tonight uh, to a wonderful individual who does a lot of dope creative stuff, as well as community organizing and activism. Uh, they are the owner of the uh, metaphysical shop, Enchanted Work. Um, they are a model uh, representing uh, Milwaukee County for the, they were Mix Milwaukee for the Mix Wisconsin USA uh, pageant earlier this year. Um, they um, have also been a coordinator for uh, organizations such as uh, MK Good Food Bus and Priceless Insight. And we're going to talk all about what they do and why they do it. Ania Leonard, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Thank you. I really appreciate this space. Um, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, how, how are you? How's your day today? It's been pretty good. Um, I've been kind of cooped up in the house, isolated a lot because I do remote work is um, primarily during the, the winter time. And so um, and I don't have any school contracts right now. So yeah, I've been kind of in the house working on the computer and stuff, a little bit of social anxiety, but you know, we're getting, we're working through it. <laughs> oh, we sure are. <laughs> um, no, I get that. I also, especially after, after COVID times of like just being in quarantine for so long and just having, having to navigate, like sharing space with others in, yeah. in just a crumbling world has been rapidly crumbling world that that has been uh anxiety inducing like I remember like when things opened up last year and like like going to bars again you know going to shows and mm -hmm. like, I don't like how do I talk to people how do right. we talk like what do we do what's again the, right what's the appropriate distance now right. like <laughs> Right. Are we are we are we shaking hands still? Are we doing the right. fist bump? Are we doing the little are we doing tap? The, are we still doing the the elbow yeah. touches? <laughs> right, right. The elbow touches. Like if there's not a bottle of hand sanitizer close by, like I'm I'm gonna be nervous. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. And then on top of that, like I last night, like I had like this interaction where like. I was trying not to be weird while also trying to figure out why I was having social anxiety, but like I felt like I was staring at everybody at the bar and like <laughs> like yeah. being really anxious, like ah! and like it was yeah. interesting. It was definitely interesting, but like I was just like, yeah, trying to make face that like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not trying to be a stalker or weird or anything, but right. like I'm freaking out. Like, <laughs> like oh, I'm yeah. on face. <laughs> I, I hear you like wondering like, do I know that person like right right like, why are they staring at me so hard <laughs> <laughs> right like especially when you haven't seen people in like a couple of years like in person yeah. like not everyone looks the same you know like you're yeah. like do I I don't want to be like rude like <laughs> just in case like I do know them but I'm not like acknowledging it and I'm right. like you're like going on Facebook like wondering what they look like still like yeah is this oh the same person? Yeah, right. <laughs> I've had that happen uh, several times this year, actually. Mm -hmm. Several people have walked up to me like, I'm friends with you on Facebook. And I'm like, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Been there too. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a weird social um, capacity uh, mm -hmm. to kind of recalibrate. But 
that's that is one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast uh, to reconnect with people in a more intimate and closed off setting to really talk about you and what you do and what drives you and all that good stuff. So um, Ania, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. We did a little Shepherd Express feature. Uh, yeah. Talked to you over the summer about enchanted work. And um, you uh, really drove home that you operate from the mantra of individual spirituality balanced with collective healing. And I love that very much. Like that's, that's, we need, like we were just saying before we started recording, like we need as much of that as we can get in this world. And it takes a lot. Mm. Um, So uh, we're going to talk all about um, everything it is uh, you do. And we'll, we'll get to everything, but first and foremost, um, so, so you are born and raised in Milwaukee. It's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. And you've lived in many different zip codes. Uh, yep. I remember it was another point we made. Uh, yeah. When we last I've talked. Lived in, yeah, I've lived in, um, I've lived in 53212, 06, 08. Um, I've lived in um, 212 and, ooh, I kind of 211 and I don't remember my um zip codes in West uh West Dallas and um and on the south side because that was so long ago but um yeah I've, I've pretty much lived in almost every neighborhood in, in Milwaukee sure so and obviously that gives you a lot of different perspectives of mm-hmm. what uh how the city is connected but also how it's disconnected too yeah for sure that's always been one of my um it's like like one of those things you grow up with like it's a blessing and a curse like it's a blessing to be able to be in all of these places but like really I was in these different spaces because of poverty <laughs> like you know sure. and like motivated to you know continue to can um connect with different community members within those zip codes because um of like activism and you know the circumstances around um like any, you know, social justice work that, mm-hmm. you know, just drove me through throughout my years. Um, yeah, it's it's sure. been, you know, that journey of like being all around the city and connecting with all of these different people and realizing, you know, the things that I'm seeing, they're also seeing and some of the things that they're seeing, I'm not seeing. So like, you know, connecting and, and educating each other just as much as um, supporting each other with our visions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, having conversations with one another, um, you know, the the concept of mutual aid uh, is really, you know, folk communities have been adopting that. Being as you you do a lot of um, spiritual and metaphysical, um, you know, healing um, type uh, forms of creativity, I guess, like, kind of like, how did you? sort of navigate or at least how did you sort of adopt your spirituality growing up like kind of where do you feel like that that quest for spirituality uh sort of stemmed from uh throughout your life mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's actually funny that you asked that question because very recently um I had a tarot reading from my mom and um one of the cards was uh Bishop Mason and Bishop Mason was um 
one of the us the he he created helped create the denomination of christianity that um acknowledges the the intervening that like when like the holy spirit intervenes um on on your behalf and and things like that and and um i i actually didn't even remember that but that was you know the the denomination that i grew up in and um uh kojic or christian uh, I, I forget the exact term but um kojic um church and yeah like i grew up a christian um with uh and still do have christian values of course um and um you know that's deeply rooted um had a very christian upbringing um until i was about um middle school high school and then you know started to rebel and figure things out for myself um realized i was gay and you know christianity sure. and gay people and so mm, yeah. I, I had to work through that um not only you know with my family but also you know outside of um uh, the home and so uh just becoming more comfortable with myself and realizing like regardless of um how i identify and stuff like the the call to like help or support or be a part of is always there and like I never have a ending. I never have a a moment where I don't have somebody like asking me to support them with something um, like a project or you know something related to activism or you know a social justice issue of some sort. Um, and then growing up, uh, yeah, I was you know watching kids a lot. I was um, taking care of my cousins. Um, I was uh, you know the oldest uh, granddaughter so I was often watching my family go through struggles and stuff and so um I watched my how my grandma and my great-grandmother um were affected by Christianity and their their strong beliefs in it and um also witnessed my mother's evolution of being like super you know good good Christian everybody goes to church every Sunday da 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 to slowly moving away from that to okay we're not going to force the kids to go to church anymore if they don't want to and um you know she started to do her own bible study um outside of the space and then eventually um her bible study looked more like reading books from like a christian's perspective and i thought that was pretty cool because i've never seen that before and then um i got introduced to her her new pastor and then um became uh close with um him and his family and as the as the years have gone by like they've they've he's he's still like my spiritual mentor just as much as her um just as much as he is hers and um yeah like I've, I've just been able to pull from different um different experiences and different people um folks who who are elders of different um uh, spiritual beliefs and religious beliefs that it's kind of given me a chance to like be more well-rounded in my spirituality as well. Um, so I feel like that's where it started and like it continues to to be at like this this understanding of like what I feel like even though I don't have a you know a, a, a name to like label this you know this religion or whatever like because I don't want to make it you know a religion but um yeah. this spirituality and these practices that I, I I carry out and stuff I don't have a you know exact name for it 
Um, I'm still, I, I, I named it like Divine Trinity on my, on my website, but like, I'm still coming up with like different ideas about that. But, um, yeah, like it's all about, um, moving with that energy of like, yes, I can pray. And yes, I'm, I'm connected to divine, um, energy and God and the universe, but I'm also able to, um, control my, my, my fate and my journey and how I'm getting there. Um, and, and there's so many different things and perspectives that can help me along the way. Like I shouldn't mm. label, you know, um, I shouldn't stunt my growth because, you know, this is labeled as Christian or this is labeled as Hinduism or this is labeled as Taoism when yeah. all of those different religions have things to, uh, you know, support me with. Sure. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, it's because there's a lot of, powerful principles you can take away from many different faiths. Um, and that's why it's great to meet folks and or, or study uh, uh, from different faiths. Um, yeah. See, I guess what resonates. Um, I also, I feel like I've, I've always struggled with like what exactly it is I believe with too. Um, I mean, like if anything, I'd say I'm like an agnostic Jew because um, I'm, Jewish by blood, but, you know, I also think that, you know, everyone's God, as long as it's a God that, like, takes care of, of everybody, and yeah. a, a God, as long as your God, like, doesn't go after pe other people just yeah. for how they identify or as long as are. we are not creating mass genocide, we should be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Like that's that's really that's really the line to draw. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so, how did enchanted work really all start? Like, where did your um, how did it begin as a concept or just as an idea and turn into a mm -hmm. full online shop? Um, <clears throat> thank you for asking that. Yeah, I. So I started enchanted work. Um, because through my spiritual journey, um, and I forgot to mention this in the first question, but through my spiritual journey, um, I encountered like this femme, this, uh, trans femme who, um, I ended up in a relationship with for like three, two or three years. And, um, throughout the process, we were like getting a, a lot of spiritual, um, like, I don't know what to call it, but like into like the spirit was like often intervening <laughs> on our behalf. Um, and on my behalf as well, uh, like specifically when it came to like just like, you know, my perspective of things. And so um I got tarot readings a lot. Um, I did tarot readings myself. I felt called to get um tarot reading, uh a tarot, my own tarot cards and oracle cards, um, connecting with uh astrologists and um uh uh alchemists uh folks who um are herbalists as well um oh, and yeah. in all of that uh it inspired me to start thinking about how i wanted to impact the world um because ever since i was younger um younger i always uh was a part of like entrepreneurship classes and like i've always been a, a, a designer um someone that like sold my own clothes like like I said before like I've, I grew up in poverty and so 
hand-me-downs and thrifted items were always a thing. And so, you know, I got creative. Um, my teacher taught me how to hand sew. And then it wasn't until I was in high school that I got my first sewing machine. Um, and so I always, you know, had a passion for fashion, but, um, and, and, you know, because of my body type and whatever, you know, I got pushed into being a model and all of those good things, which, you know, in retrospect, it's, it's cool or whatever, but, you know, break the barriers and the stereotypes and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, with all of that, I was just like, man, like I do a lot of different things. I feel passionate and called to do a lot of different things, but, um, what can I stick, what can I put as a business and like, what can I like have a, in my name to like help me propel towards my 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 life goal my life vision um and enchanted work was that like the work that I do is enchanted like it's it's interconnected it's spiritual and you know it doesn't always make sense to everybody like you really have to be uh paying attention to the intersections and you know be in this space where you you have witnessed the poverty and the nonprofit complex and the mm. industrial complex and you know all of these different um systems and and um not only spiritualities and religions but you know how things are interconnected and how that affects people's identities on a daily basis mm. um and yeah with all of that i was like well i i don't feel like i'm ever going to give up modeling <laughs> and i don't feel like i would ever give up fashion so that's definitely going to be you know the things that i do with this business but I also feel called to, you know, move spiritually and, you know, offer my tarot reading. So by the time I was in, um, so I got my first tarot reading about five years ago. And then not even a year after that, I started to, um, I got my own cards. And then a couple months after that, uh, I started to get, uh, like my mentor started to like push me to um, do readings myself. And so not too long after that, I was doing readings for other people, offering them um, to folks in my family, my friends and stuff like that. And obviously because my family is rooted in Christianity, they were like, man, da, da, da. but <laughs> I still was like super heavy into it. Um, and uh, as soon as, you know, folks want to be like, oh, that's not true, da, 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 da. And then like later, like weeks or whatever later, it'd be like, oh yeah, that was actually true. You didn't want to mm -hmm. admit it type of thing. <laughs> Maybe you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, always always that yeah. um but yeah like um enchanted work encompasses like my um my fashion in, uh career as well as um the spiritual side which is incorporating um um kind of like a spiritual therapist type of vibe um I've always been someone that works on my hands I've always been a person that can heal with my hands and so Oftentimes, um, I'll offer like folks around me like massages because I know that um, I'm able to work with energy, even though I've never officially done a, um, a Reiki class um, or, you know, got certified for it. But that is my goal um, in 2023 is to um, get my Reiki certification and start on a massage therapist certification as mm -hmm. well. Um, but I would like all of those things underneath my belt. I've been more focused on the um, apothecary side. Um, and like growing uh, apothecary in like uh, farming. Uh, so I've, I've in the last couple of years been farming um, and just learning how to not kill plants. And, oh, then, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being able to, you know, retain them throughout the year and the next year and yada, yada. Um, and so, yeah, I've got the, 
I've started to get the apothecary um, and gardening um, down packed. Now I'm um, moving towards, uh, yeah, like I said, like the Reiki, uh, crystal work. Um, I just uh, encountered um, a person who is going to mentor me in a, a acupuncture. Oh, yeah. And, and um, yeah, like just moving into the space where like, I even when I do when like when I do readings and stuff like oftentimes I'll just I'll start off with the reading um you know tell my my you know my person that I'm doing the reading for like don't tell me anything don't tell me the question just you know just no keep a poker face try not to give me anything just just listen and I'm like 95% of the time I'm I'm spot on and um you know I go through the reading and then afterwards you know they give me a you know a yay or a nay and then um we end up you know talking and talking and talking about you know just whatever they're going through and how they're processing it and then how they should interpret you know the messages that I'm I'm channeling for them and um it it becomes a whole session like it becomes a whole a whole session and so I'm like you know part of I I I also I also want to be able to offer folks like that physical healing just as much as that um verbal and um you know emotional or mental healing as well stimulation and so um yeah that's where all of that um spiritual therapist comes into play and then um, yeah, I, I'm all, I've always been an artist. I've always um, created, whether it was with fabric or painting or drawing um, and coloring as well, because I think you can be an artist with coloring other people's pictures too. And, oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, with music too, I've always been um, musically inclined and always danced and stuff like that. Um, growing up in the church, I was uh, the choir baby just as much as I was the, on the dance team and my um, grandma was like the deacon of dance for a, like a long time, deacon of music for a long time. Um, and it, it it was a thing that followed in my family. Like even my my grandma, my grandma and my my mother were also forced to be on the dance team and in the choir as well. So um, it, it, it just followed me. I've always been um, heavily into like gospel music just as much as, um, um, you know, just hip hop and rap and rock and um alternative and indie indie and you know jazz all of these different genres and stuff and um never you know never really feeling fitting in with any particular crowd just because I do have that wide variety of genres that I listen to and connect with and you know I'm going to warp tour just as much as you know I do want to go to Summerfest or you know these random rape um, events and stuff like that too like Oh, yeah. um, even though I can't do it all the time because I'm auditorially sensitive, but <laughs> I sure. do, I, I love it. Um, and so, yeah, like it, even with that, um, I also, every once in a while, um, will write poems and songs on my, on my website as well in my blog. So, um, I've always been a, a writer, but, um, I don't know, I think like activist, like doing heavy activism for so long in the past, like 10 years has it's kind of like stop like like it I don't know it was like okay I don't got enough time to be like sitting down and like writing down thoughts yeah. and stuff I need to I need to be out there you know so, yeah. Yeah. like I just like completely put down like my pen and paper and I I was not um doing any any creative things like that for a long time and then um because of um just you know the trials and tribulations of being a 20 something year old and 
you know, going through 20 something year old things, friends and family and life and career and all of those things. And, you know, that's still the 20 somethings is still that time frame where you're not, you still have this mentality of a teenager, but you're an adult and yeah. like, you know, you need to get ready for the hard, the, the, the hard hit in thirties, but you also need to like, you know, have fun and, and keep it light and stuff and like, you know, not take everything so seriously. And so keeping that balance um, and navigating with friends and family. And like I said before, like I have a bit of social anti-anxiety, I have a bit of anxiety, um, uh, social anxiety. So growing up, I, I, I was very much um, sheltered. So I often have time, a hard time, you know, making friends and, and building um, long lasting relationships as well. So this, this 20 somethings was definitely, um, I'm, I'm about to be 28 next month. Sure. Um, the, the 20 somethings have been like very much like a hard challenge for me when it comes to like friendships, relationships, those types of things. And um, I wanted to be able to not only talk about that um, within like a blog setting, but also um, I wanted to create, you know, art around it. I wanted to create, uh, you know, things that people could consume and, you know, kind of, you know, get a, 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 a dip into my perspective um, while also, um, I just thought about something else about with enchanted work, but it'll come back to me. But yeah, right. that's pretty much it. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, <laughs> you sure do uh, dip your toes in many different pools. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when it comes to outlets, uh, you certainly uh, sweep the board with um, the the products and services you provide, but also what you do uh, as your own personal passions. And I think that that's what I mean. That's what life is all about, right? Yeah. Um. Obviously, like certain material conditions demand uh, uh, different like means of expressions, uh, yeah. or they dictate different means of of uh, expressions. But it sounds like, given you know, like how you've grown up and how you've grown into your own unique identity, you are taking whether it's positive or negative sources of, of inspiration, uh, like whether it's good things or bad things that happen in life, like, you know, there's, you're finding creative energy to, that, yeah. to channel. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, that's like that in it, in of itself is an act of resistance. It's an act. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. I mean, that's very, very cool. Uh, I also feel like it's um a part of a uh, pleasure activism as well, like doing things that give me joy and pleasure while also yeah. being active um and, and creating awareness too. Yeah, 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 right. Like we, you, you deserve to to enjoy um your forms of of expression and activism mm -hmm. and be able to engage in pleasurable activities because again like it's what life is all about um tarot reading you talked about your visual art you do resin pieces and talisman um would you care to uh share a bit more about like resin pieces yeah. and talisman, like what that entails 
Yeah, so um, I don't do it um, too much because I feel like, uh, well, a part of enchanted work is also to be environmentally conscious um, and uh, green, well, sustainable um, with our with my materials and practices. And so um, I don't do a lot of resin artwork because it is chemical based and it's not um, mm -hmm. it's not biodegradable. But um, I do create uh, um, well, it's. I, I, I think I'm saying it right, but it's, it's like Organi or something like that, where you um, create uh, forms of crystals based off of, or you use these geometric shapes to create um, crystals um, to, you know, do energy work and whatever that looks like. And so um, those are, you know, renamed talisman or um, medallions or whatever. Um, and you know those are things that you can you can wear on your your neck or your wrist or your ears or um, you can uh, put them on your altar at or like if you have an altar at home or a mantle um, um, those types of things home decor type of things but um, yeah like I incorporate crystals I incorporate um, uh, metal uh, so shavings from like real uh real silver real copper um i use titanium i use iron um if i can i'll get gold um and um, rose gold i also incorporate uh different uh pieces of jewelry that um like are sentimental sentimental have sentimental value to me as well just to increase that um the energy that i'm putting into that work and um a bunch of just any any and everything that I can to like to create the the right you know collaboration of energy um towards something specific so you know with uh with color as well so like you know blue is like wisdom and clarity and um white is like um purifying and um um black is like uh negating negativity and protection and those types of things so like incorporating that as well into the resident artwork as well um I'll do I just started to create um paintings with it as well um or uh collage painting pieces with it as well um but yeah I also incorporate um trash into my art too so mm -hmm. I'll incorporate the um the wrappers of um like you know tobacco wrappers or um Chip bags, chip bags, right? Yeah, yeah, chip bags and and candies and uh, yeah, anything that I can get my hands on that that looks cool. And I know that people just be like, "Oh yeah, I, I love eating Cheetos. I'm gonna get this artwork that has like ten thousand pieces of Cheetos in it, like or whatever." Um, I'm just and, seeing you like excited when like your friend like picks up a bag of Cheetos at the grocery store to to to, yeah. to buy it. You just you get ex your face lights up because you're like, you do not can't wait. know. I I can't wait until I, can, I am. I can't wait till they're you. done with that, so that I, I can have on, it. I hop on everybody's butt. Like you better make sure you say, "Give me your recycling bin, okay? Yeah. You better yeah. give me your recycling. I want all the soda tabs. I want all <laughs> everything that you think that they gonna no. Give it to me. Give it to me. I will clean it. I will make sure it's good. Just let just just let me get the the quality and the quantity yeah. that I need to make these these out these this outfit or this um this uh painting or whatever. Um, I did also start incorporating this year, um, my my rapper art pieces into my clothes too. Oh, cool! That's cool. That's cool. 
Um, I love that. I love junk art and recycled art, like re repurposing objects and materials into something aesthetic or as a statement um, yeah. is fucking rad. Uh, yeah, and people don't really see how much trash they have until they're like giving a person their trash <laughs> to yeah. go through. Like They're like, oh, well, this is a lot every week. Like, you know, like right. this is, you know, things that pile up like often and it's not yeah. always the best thing that I eat for myself. But hey, it's food. <laughs> like, yeah. air quotation works. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But hey, at least you are giving it a new sense of meaning and purpose by yes. uh, using it um, artistically. Mm -hmm. um, almost like a postmodern form of what art can mean or what what it can be how it's defined um yeah uh all all really dope stuff um and then uh yeah and you you even do uh chest excuse me chess sets yeah uh yeah chess i, I don't know how to play chess but uh chess and domino sets yep oh yeah dominoes too yeah uh, culturally speaking, like black people love playing dominoes when they get together. So I, I was like, okay, I know I was definitely gonna get the 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 um I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna get the old heads when I when I do the the dominoes and I I get them every time. Okay, I'll have oh, like sure. a couple of samples on the table and they'd be like, oh, dominoes, and I was like, yeah, and I do them <laughs> custom too, and they like, oh, what? And I'm oh, like, right yeah. like, I can do colors oh, yeah. and all type of stuff. And they're like, oh, and then she made this and they made that. And did it. And I'm like, yep. And I can do it for you too. And they're like, oh, I got to get this. And I got to get this. And yeah. And then uh, with chess, um, a lot of more people are starting to play chess. Um, and then there's also like a hip hop chess club in Milwaukee. Oh, um, yeah. 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 It's cool. Then, yeah. It's Dope. Yeah. So there's a lot of folks. Um, and then um, a lot of the students that I was working with um, from Marquette during the um, George Floyd um, uprising that that followed George Floyd's death. Um, I was working with a lot of um, Marquette students and they were uh, playing chess like heavily. So I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is definitely something that I feel like is uh, uh, like a thing that can I can make, you know, a little bit of money off of and also encourage people to be a part of that that culture and stuff as yeah. well it, with chess you know you're you're strategic and then also i incorporate like crystals that are um uh crystals and uh colors and stuff like that that would help influence you know like more wisdom and like knowledgeable thinking and clarity as yeah. well so like you know you're getting that tiger's eye wisdom while also trying to like you know make checkmate as well yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, building those those strategic and logical uh, skill sets. I mean, it's very valuable. Mm -hmm. So great to juxtapose, like you know, those pleasurable activities or those pastimes or those you know cool styles of art, clothing, jewelry, um, with a sense of like worldly and and social consciousness. Your life number, your lucky number is seven, which, uh, or excuse me, your life path number uh, is the, the verbiage you used. Um, 
represents mysticism. What does that mean to you? Um, <clears throat> to me, um, mysticism means like this um, comfortability with like the unknown and like exploring that without, you know, blueprints and um, not always, you know, a, a, a partner as well, or, or, you know, like people with me, like, that's like, it's, it's often a solo journey. It's often a, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm taking innovative steps and um, seeing things and being open to seeing things that others um, would fear or um, would rather, you know, be blind to. Um, and um, once again, it's like a blessing and a curse because it's like, you know, you, I, I, I'm heavily invested in the spiritual energy of the world but then i'm also just like this is a lot <laughs> like, yeah this is a lot and uh yeah. i'm alone <laughs> like, oh yeah i feel but, that yeah. yeah but it's also just like yeah there's the this um there's a lot of things that come in seven sorry um like the seven main chakras seven days a week um and so on and and it's it's a number that you can find often in our um, in our culture, especially in um, Western culture, um, and I feel like that's purposeful because um, we like seven is a very a very interesting number to like you know revolve like have so many things revolve in your life around, um, and um, just considering like with the eye of like social justice and um, um, social norms or whatever, like we're we're conditioned and being, you know, primed and primed for like these uh this like comfortable sort of lifestyle, like you know, get it set in our ways and you know, just following the norms and the traditions and the values of you know our ancestors and um and our elders and you know always just conforming to what society wants instead of um what you need and. Yeah. Um, and specifically what your community needs, not just what the whole world needs or what your whole country needs from you. Yeah. And um, just keeping that in mind, it's like, man, like I really can disturb a lot of things by acknowledging the, the mysticism and everything, you know? And, and um, even, even with my life, like I've been in, um, I've been in so many different spaces where, um, you know, it's activism centered, it's, it's um, people-centered, it's spirituality-centered or, or food sovereignty-centered, whatever. And um, each time I come face-to-face -face with this acknowledgement of like, um, we have to do things differently in this, in, in this category too. Like we have to, now there's another category we need to, you know, do things differently. And, um, you know, it's not always going to be a lot of people at the table. Um, and sometimes it is just by yourself or, you know, sometimes it is just, um, you know, a couple of people at a time and, you know, some people might shuffle out and other people might come in, but you know, that, 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 that thing is always going to, um, it's all that energy is started and has been started by you. So it, like, it, it can never die. It can only transform. And, um, just honestly moving with this, that awareness, like, you know, energy never dies. It just transforms. And, um what it transforms that's a good way to put like, it yeah like in it like it what it transforms to is uh like being able to see that um is up to the individual um 
And yeah, I, I love being able to uh, a lot. Most often than not, I do love being uh, a, a life past seven and and um, being so uh, not only um, spiritual, but also um, logical, um, being in the balance of that. And then um, being able to perceive the, the um, interconnectedness of the universe and like not only the sacred ge geometry of it, but also, like I said, the energy of it and, um, um, you know, witnessing how energy never dies, it just transforms. And even in like how, yeah, even I'm not going, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just, just that, like, it's really, it's really, um, it's not a, it's not a path for the meek, it's not a path for folks who, um, don't have a lot of courage and, um, you know, motivation to, to seek these through because, um, yeah, it's, it's hard and trying and, and, and difficult, but, um, it's also rewarding and beautiful. And, um, it just, it brings so many collective communities together that it's like, wow, like that, that shit took a lot, but <laughs> we got here and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And like yeah. the world is better for it, like type of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, like, that's some real world shit. Right? <laughs> I've been thinking about how different I my year started compared to how it's ending. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you can relate to that, okay. but like a lot, a lot happened this year. Um, I'll be twenty seven in about what, two weeks now, mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, for one, it was weird enough to think like when I turned 26, like I'm officially closer to 30 than I am 20. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first like big, like, holy shit, like, right, what know, the hell? <laughs> I, yeah, like that catches you off guard. Yeah, by God, also my never cracked like this before. <laughs> oh man, my back hurts and my fucking knees hurt. And now my neck hurts. Like everything uh -huh. hurts now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and obviously we're all going through that as we get older, but I think that the rate in which life changes kind of accelerates, uh, um, or it's accelerating, um, not only because we are getting older and it's just the natural cycle of, of life, but also the world is changing rapidly too. There's just a lot of uh, mysticism to the art of intention, you know? Mm -hmm um because when you move with intention like the world around you notices it mm -hmm. um and you also learn to adapt your own mindset into finding what is in your control and what isn't yeah that, that right there can give you uh, a lot of bliss a lot of closure a lot of forgiveness a lot of just moving moving forward um yeah there's a lot to say about that yeah yeah I definitely resonate with that um if you had asked me that like literally like a couple like a month ago or something like that I probably would like broke down and cry because like I honestly am not in the same space that I was last year or even like just reflecting on the fact that like yeah my birthday is next month and like literally like a whole month from now and 
um, this time earlier this year, like my partner at the time broke up with me on my birthday. It was my oh, golden yeah. year, you know, like um, my cat died, like my, um, like uh, I I had this lineup, like last year I had this lineup, like of, you know, the housing co-op and that being like the thing that I was like, you know, going to be focused on for the next like two years or whatever. And like, you know, I was getting ready to to be all in that and like, you know, very immersed in that, even though, you know, I still had the modeling and the fashion show um, or the fashion stuff that I was doing, but, you know, well, willing, very willing to sacrifice all of that in the sake of, you know, for the community and stuff, even though, you know, obviously that wasn't like the best mindset to be in. Um, but yeah, like just going through this cycle of, you know, gaining and losing friends and, um, um, I was homeless two years ago and then I slowly moved up from a studio apartment to a one bedroom apartment. And then this year I moved into a house and, um, now I have like awesome roommates that, um, I, I, you know, feel very much loved and taken care of with, and I know that they got my back just as much as I got theirs. And we live in this like co-op type house and yeah. it's beautiful. Like, you know, like just like really full circle, um, being in a completely different space and like understanding like and I've also been in therapy for, for two years so like I was also reflecting with my therapist about this this week as well like wow like this has definitely been a hell of a journey and like um the constant change uh in our in our society in the news and you know the things that we're supposed to be paying attention to and not supposed to be paying attention to and um yeah the synchronicity of you know being in the right place at the right time and you know, connecting with, you know, this amount of people because we all love butterflies. And for some reason, all of us seeing butterflies on random places when we were on our way over here and we just knew we needed to be exactly where we were going. And, um, you know, missing calls sometimes and folks being like, oh, well, I was asleep anyways, or I needed that time to, to be by myself. And, you know, that just lined up perfectly with what we both needed in that space. Um, even though that thing still happened and it, it just, it just needed to be rescheduled. And, um, like just moving with that flow um, yeah. has given me so much freedom of mind. Um, and I feel like I've always on some level been very much like go with the flow, be very confident in everything I do, even if I don't feel very confident. And like the last, like, I don't know, two years of just like, you know, hidden, hidden shit bottom and, and being homeless and, and then, well, being houseless and, and, you know, experiencing the racism and the and the sexism, um, as well as like the homophobia and transphobia um within my community and then within my own family um projected at me while also, you know, experiencing that housing instability and starting to work with Milwaukee Good Food Bus and um and then this year, you know, transitioning out of that after being there for three years, like it's like wow, like all of that has brought me full circle to like I feel I kind of feel like I got full circled back to where I needed to be mm -hmm. because I had taken so many you know divots in the past like now I'm like right back on track and I feel so aligned and I often get this sense of deja vu like my my timelines are aligning you know like my the things that need to be happening are happening and like 
um, the, the lessons that I needed to learn are, have been learned and processed and like, I don't need to learn them again. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I don't gotta be put in that situation again. Cause I'm not going to put myself in that position again. Oh yeah. Uh, like it's, it's a really, it's really like, it's wild to me that, um, to even think about mentally where I was like, this year I'm going to be um, celebrating my birthday with my housemates and hosting a party that I wanted to do for my 27th birthday. And like, I'm, I'm footing the bill. And like, you know, like before I was broke and like, you know, like, oh, like yeah. broken up that I couldn't, you know, put money towards the things that I wanted to do for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, I was, I was weeping my eyes out crying because, you know, I just got broken up with and my cat died and all this other stuff. And so like, it was just so much death around me and so much like ending of things. Um, and like now full circle, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning so many different things. Um, one of the things that I will tell you um, and the audience is that, um, and that nobody else knows, like this is not public yet, but um, wow. I got invited to be a part of the LA Fashion Week in March. So, oh, wow. Right. Considering Holy the shit. fact right considering the fact that you know i've been in business for two years and um i haven't really had a steady flow of you know consistent clients but this year was my first year where i did like two fashion shows and now i'm going to be doing my third one and it's like one of the biggest ones and um like having folks taking chances on me and um even finding out that the organizer of the event was also a Milwaukee model who oh, I met, sure. right? Like that I met and like, you know, had like, you know, little yeah. key moments, but like didn't really have that like super in-depth, you know, relationship, but even being able to connect on the community level and knowing like, just because you in my community that I got your back and you got mine type of thing, always moving with that mentality has opened so many doors for me um, and kept so many doors open for me. So yeah. having that full circle- it's like dude like what the fuck like this is awesome and amazing oh yeah that is like yeah that's some small world shit right okay. there yeah okay. yeah but hey that hometown awesome. yeah hey do you ever have you ever heard of the kevin bacon theory yeah oh yeah the degrees yeah. of separation oh yeah yeah Yes, I think about that a lot, actually. Yes, that's I've I've been contemplating that a lot lately, and um, yeah, definitely feel that. Definitely feel that. As far as modeling goes, um, yeah, you so you were uh, competing for Mix Wisconsin USA. I'd love to hear more about that experience. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it got started because I was um fundraising for the housing co-op last year, um, twenty twenty one. Um, it was just like a random Facebook ad. Um, once I clicked on it, I never not saw it after that because you know how the algorithms work. And so um, every time it pops back up, I was like, mm, maybe not really. I don't know. I've never done pageants before. What the hell is this? And then like, you know, what every every stereotypical thing that I thought of about pageants and shit. And so I kept putting it off, kept putting it off until like literally like two months before um, the end of registration, um, I did my application because they were still taking applications and I got accepted, um, and I fundraised like half of, um, what I, what I needed, um, or what I felt like I needed. And I ended up just putting the rest of it and, um, got there. It was awesome. Um, 
but I felt, I very much felt like an outsider in a lot of different ways because of COVID. They, they reduced a lot of um, uh, uh, benefits. And so one of the things that was uh, not a benefit was that, you know, we had to share like this big collective space together and they decided to keep that as a norm. And, you know, as a person that identifies as non-binary, um, I'm, I often feel like because, you know, um, that is dropped and stuff like that, you know, folks always want to be curious about your genitalia and all that thing. And so um, I got that, I got that um, energy. Um, and then it, it was a couple of people that I connected with, but not enough to feel like that was a, a experience that felt fulfilling. Um, but like, I was, I was proud of myself for doing it. And like, you know, that's something that's broadcasted nationally and, you know, folks in, or internationally and folks in other uh, countries also watch it and, you know, are invested in it um, heavily because the Miss Wisconsin, Miss Wisconsin is a, a part of the USA and Miss Universe state or Miss Universe pageant. So, you know, you get from the, the state pageant to the, um, the national level, which is the USA one, and then you get to Miss Universe. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Um, and uh, we did have a Milwaukee um, contestant uh, get to the uh, USA pageant um, uh, a couple of, or this, this last uh, year um, in 2021. So um, that was awesome. And um, so that gave me a lot of hope. And then, but then I also did recognize that um, there was patterns and, um, you know, with that seven, seven energy, I noticed the patterns and I noticed um, the system at work and I noticed, um, you know, what was working for me, what wasn't. And I realized that, you know, like, oh, we're, we're in practice and we keep doing these practice rounds of who won and they keep putting me up here. And I feel like I'm freaking a token that I just keeps being like showcased and shit, but mm -hmm. low key, I don't feel like I'm going to be up here when it's just the real thing. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, you know, get up there as much, get, you know, as, much as you can. I really felt that heavily, but I was like, you know, let me not, you know, doubt it. And you know, let me keep my energy up. And so I kept my energy up, but I was also very much realistic. Like, oh, there's a black girl this year. There was a white girl before. There was a black girl before that. Then there was a, um, uh, uh, ooh, I forgot um, what ethnicity uh, or culture she was from, but there's a cycle, you know? And I did not enter the cycle at the right time to be the the chosen black person that year you know what I'm saying so I knew that there was going to be very uh it was going to be a long shot and then of course because I had locks um because I you know have tattoos that I'm not going to cover and um you know piercings and um I wear non-traditional jewelry and I color my hair and all that stuff like that I knew that it was it was um pushing their standards of beauty um and you know what is a typical you know what 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 is confidently beautiful for them and so um i even though i knew all of that i still you know seeked it out and did it and I promised that i would do it again in 2022 and um i did it i fundraised um for a majority of it um and I got more of a, you know, a head start on it uh, this past year. I started in January, had a bunch of donations the first uh, two months, and that was awesome. Um, did like a Krispy Kreme um, fundraiser because I'm a big donut fan. And, uh 
and like, uh, yeah, just did a bunch of different things. I did a gallery night where I showcased a lot of my fashion artwork, my fashion designs and my artwork. I sold a bunch of stuff and I made like $800 thanks to my friend, Arthur. Shout out to you, Arthur. And um, my mom like came into town and, and modeled for me too. So that was awesome. That was she cool. lives in North Carolina. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was dope. Um, it was a very dope experience um, being surrounded by that community by so many different um, overlapping communities and, um, you know, having all of them support me um, heavily. And just as like I did the, the Shepherd's Express with you, I also did uh, uh, TMJ4 and um, Abolition or uh, Abolish MKE as well. And um, that gave me a chance to, you know, also speak my piece about, you know, representation just as much as um, still being very much anti-capitalism um, and navigating that as 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 with the resources and the opportunities that I can. Um, and yeah, this year was different because not only was it like way more friendly energy, but like also um, I feel like way more people came intended to make this a a a, a really lasting memory. Um, and so, yeah, I met some awesome people, um, even the folks that I competed with in the People's Choice Award, um, uh, Jaleesa and um, with, who was Miss Racine and Hawa, who was Miss um, Brown Deer Village. I still talk to them and we text each other often. And like, that's still, those very much are my sisters. Um, I just ran into Tanya, um, who I believe was Miss Green Bay, I believe. And, um, you know, just being able to like have access to that sisterhood is like, it's, it's cool because before last year, that was not a thing. Like even sure. now I still, I'm still finding out different things that like I didn't have access to. Like apparently they have like a group chat where all of the um the contestants are in. And I'm like, I ain't got no group chat. Where, yeah, where was I? <laughs> right, where was yeah. like, and then, you know, y'all did this this year. So I know y'all did this last year. So, okay, so y'all iced me out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, it's cool, it's whatever, uh... whatever. You know, we still good though. But you know, like yeah. I found yeah. that out, you know, through my, you know, my sisters and stuff. And like, you know, they still kept me up to date with stuff. But yeah, just finding out, you know, little things like that. And then um, like I said, like there was a system of, you know, who's gonna be chosen. And even in the interviews, uh, the way that they set up the interviews and stuff, it very much feels like it's just entertaining and not really purposeful. And so um I very much felt like even even though I gave him my best and I showed up in the most flyest thing that I could, I made my interview outfit, um, and you know I styled myself and I I constructed my outfits with my designers and stuff and made sure they were Milwaukee based designers because you know I was trying to make sure that I was supporting um, my Milwaukee businesses just as much as um, the LGBT community and you know the anti anti capitalism community and da da da. Um, or the designers. Um, so my dress designer was um, Basha Rose Designs. Um, uh, uh, she's very much well known for her gowns and her prom dresses. And then uh, Sabrina Labrado um, is a native um, indigenous uh, 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 designer. And um, I not only got a chance to model for her in a fashion show, um, she made my swimsuit as oh, really? well. Uh, yeah, but she just she just moved to Chicago. Um, but Basha's still in Milwaukee. Um, cool. but yeah, yeah, like both of those, like yeah, this year was like 
a completely different experience, but also very eye-opening. And yeah, I also won Miss, uh, Miss Teen and Miss USA Spirit of the Pageant Award. I, I feel like I'm saying that right. And um, that was awesome. Uh, they asked, when you come to the, the pageant with your crew, like whoever that is, like your friends or family or whatever, um, they ask everybody to write a letter to you that they will mm -hmm. mail to you um, later on after the show. Um, and so my mom wrote a letter and they, they read through all the letters and pick a person to choose based off of that. So they of course chose my mom's um, letter, but they called me up there first. And I was like, what the hell y'all calling me up here for? I had taken my shoes off after I got, I got behind stage. So like when they started calling me, I'm like, you know, they started saying, um, you know, contestant number 18, number contestant number 18. And I'm like, and they like, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, throw on my shoes and like, you know, just oh, run yeah. out there really quick. And then they started uh, reading the letter while my mom was walking up. And of course I started breaking down crying and she started crying because I was crying and it was just a big ugly cry mess. And then um, we took pictures with uh, the standing uh, Miss, Miss Teen and Miss uh, Wisconsin. And um, it was beautiful. Like, um, getting that chance to, uh, you know, that, that, you know, few minutes of, of attention and having folks, uh, hear my story from my mom's perspective. Um, my mom wrote a really heartfelt letter. I actually, um, framed it right next to the, um, the award because it was wow. it, it very much, that's, that's all I really needed. You know, like that was the, that was really, well, that was very much, a, a enough validation for me that it didn't, it didn't matter if I had that word or not, like just having that letter from my mom and having her recognize like how far I've gone. And, um, I have a lot of, um, trauma from, um, my childhood that has caused me to have PTSD. So I don't always remember everything that I've done. Um, like, like you, you could come to me and say like, Oh, you done now. I remember you from this and that and I'll be like, Oh shit. Sure. When was that? <laughs> like, sure, yeah. You know, I don't that's, remember that. that's understandable. Yeah. So like um, having my mom like sit there and be like, you know, you did this and you did this and like, you know, just giving me this perspective of like her, like just how and feeling how proud she was just in the writing alone. It's just like, man, like, yeah, I know those are my mother's words, like <laughs> verbatim. And like, you know, I feel the energy and like, yeah, just hugging her up there and like having her hold me and stuff like that. Like that was just it was just like everything. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, like being uh, get, getting that spotlight um, for a bit and then also having uh, them acknowledge and respect my uh, they them pronouns um, as well gave me um, acknowledgement uh, that I didn't get a chance to get last year mm -hmm. and it made a difference this year because um, there was actually non-binary folks in the crowd who didn't know that there was a non-binary contestant who came up to me afterwards and hugged me and like were crying and like cried with my mom and like my mom and their mom cried and like it was like a whole thing you know but like sure, you know, sure. just connecting on this like queer level and like um you know queer and pageants and you know the beauty standards and da 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 and like it just was just so fulfilling like it was just beautiful and then um all of my sisters from um my sisters and my sisters from um the pageant um were 
like phenomenal and like you know all wanted to take pictures and like we're all friends on instagram and like um every time like one of us is like you know up uploads like this you know photo shoot or you know this up up um this uh you know update on their life or whatever oh i just became um miss homecoming or yeah. you know oh i just got invited to be a part of this fashion week or da 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 and like we're all just like on each other's comments like oh my god yeah. you're doing amazing you look beautiful gasps each other up yeah. yeah just so hard and like just blowing them up and like oh, you know yeah. and it's awesome like one of my um one uh teen uh that I am pers I personally just love, love, love um is Willow. And she was actually just on Broadway. Um oh, wow. right. I was like, hey, I know you cool. what? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Like, wow. big yellow dress. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, hey, go off, Willow. Yeah, literally, off. like do it, baby, do <laughs> yeah. it. Like it was so beautiful. And then yeah, like Miss Northwest was Miss Homecoming. Um, and then I, I believe Paige was Miss um Miss Homecoming and uh, Green Bay as Miss Teen. Um, um, I I I, I follow it all. Like Jalicia is um has done a couple of modeling of uh, fashion shows just as much as she's done um like photo shoots and she's helping you know promote her brother's brand and I was also able to collaborate with her brother and um I collaborated with uh Jalicia and Hawa um they were part of, they were models in my fashion show this year um they they personally came to be a part of my fashion show and be on my lineup mm -hmm. and um I also incorporated her brother into like being a designer in the show um and so that was awesome and then I also got the chance to get Miss Wisconsin to be a part of um the the space as well so she was able to be in attendance too so that was awesome like being able to get all of us together yeah. and um yeah just enjoying taking pictures and looking cute and um yeah just 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 being able to to connect after you know three months four months after the the show and stuff and you know how 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 has your life like been impacted by that and all of the different people with their different um social uh issues that they were pushing for um it it, it was just all well-rounded very 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 mm -hmm. awesome um energy and shout out to miss ryan lander um Bernita, she just released a book um oh, cool. so proud of her um cool. and she's also a miss team as well um i believe she's ryan lander um yeah miss team ryan lander I'm like, yeah, like y'all are doing like amazing things, and I'm so grateful to like be to know y'all and like be able to support y'all in that too. Yeah, and that's all good stuff. That's sounds like a really uh, uh, a community that just transcends the barriers of like time and distance and uh, proximity, mm -hmm. um, because you all came together for such an event and we're able to yeah turn it into a um just collective for appreciation and mm -hmm. honor for one another um yeah. last year so very it, it was very competitive last year this year it was very much like a lot of the, uh, most of the girls had this energy of like no we're going to support each other we're going to create relationships outside of this space and like you know, we're going to be intentional about it. And if you want to come back next year, I'm going to be right here with you. And like, 
girl, I'm not gonna be up there with you, but I'm sure they're gonna be in the crowd cheering yeah. y'all on. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. all of the things, and yeah, like um, I encouraged uh, Tanya to try again this year because uh, her Angelicia and Howard because um, I'm aging out of the program by the time that um, it starts up again, but um, and I, I of course don't have any interest in doing it, but um, yeah, like just going for the opportunity again and trying, trying her hardest to go for it. Cause yeah, um, it's, 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 it, it wasn't an easy, um, process and it's not a, it's, it's a very fast paced, um, weekend. Like you go through things really quickly. And even recently, um, Miss, Un the Miss Universe, uh, and Future Productions was also, um, was uh, under fire on the national level because they were, they are being investigated for, um, rigging their their uh their uh system or whatever oh, and sure. so yeah. yeah and so they ended up getting um bought out by a um a southeast asian trans woman um who's like a millionaire billionaire whatever and um so i feel like they're they're definitely doing some like doing a little bit of uh, uh rebranding um but yeah, like that was definitely, I, I felt that when I was there. So like it coming out, I was like, oh, well, I felt that. Like <laughs> I knew that, like I was saying like that, that very much felt like it was like, oh, for sure type of oh, thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was glad that to be even confirmed in my own intuition. Like, yeah, like I know that this is not, this is, this is as far as I could get with this. Like, sure, sure, <laughs> like sure. this is as far as I could get with this. And I know that um, even if I do get, go back up there again next year like it would really just be for the attention and you know spending three thousand dollars to to go there and do this instead of um really trying to shoot and 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 wholehearted believe that i can get that um crown because it's definitely coveted for sure um and it's rude <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> hey that ain't no good right ain't no good but hey i mean you're moving on to other cool shit anyway with yeah. uh, LA and, fashion. Okay, and I love that for me because honestly, I did contemplate doing Miss Miss Black USA and honey, mm -hmm. they took my money and didn't even try to have me do an application. Oh, now, no like, shit. I had to literally be like, uh-uh, y'all need to give me my registration feedback because, um, yeah, my uh, application feedback because how you gonna just take my application but then don't tell me whether or not I got accepted. And I was waiting like two months like what y'all supposed That's to do a, a seven day turnaround or something like that they playing with me i had to i had to do a whole little tagging on instagram and facebook and everything like uh -uh, oh y'all need, no. <laughs> no, that... need to figure this out hell no y'all need to figure this out because i'm gonna keep coming for you <laughs> right yeah yeah that's whack <laughs> but yeah I, I i knew that um uh those spaces would be limited um and i knew that even as a cis presenting and and born cis um, or, you know, a uh, born fem, um, fem with uh, fem genitalia would be able to keep me in certain spaces that, you know, I know my trans sisters would be able to. Um, so I did want to take up the opportunity just to open up the door um, because uh, as of right now, I believe, well, previous, well, when I applied, I was the third person on the trans uh, in the trans umbrella to be a part of the Miss USA uh, pageants in history. Um, oh, oh. Damn. Yeah. So first non-binary, but there's 
uh, first non-binary in Wisconsin. There's been a non-binary in Ohio, and then um, one uh, trans sister, I believe, in like the on the West Coast somewhere. The, the, there's going to be that continued representation as time goes on, mm-hmm. as the concept of you know the pageant will you know innovate to be more inclusive. Um, that will be hopefully that will continue happening um, as it should. So. Um, yeah, love that. Love that for you. Thank you. Love that for you, India. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's really cool stuff. So I, yeah, I wish you the best of luck in March. Um, so, uh, last couple things I wanted to touch on, uh, were, um, uh, some of the organizations that you've, uh, worked with, uh, coordinated with, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, Priceless Insight? Yeah. So um, Priceless Insight is the organization that my mom started about 20 years ago to um, address, um, first it started off with teen pregnancy and just advocacy for um, youth that have been in intimate partner violence um, situations. Mm -hmm. And then it progressed more into domestic violence and gender-based violence in general um, with the intersections of, you know, spirituality, finance, um, mental health, and so on. And... um, she always had a crisis intervention, um, a, a curriculum that she built that she teaches in schools and um, in community settings. Um, and, you know, does a resource there and also does like a, a peer, um, peer-to-peer mentorship type of thing um, as well. Um, and also youth activation. So like a, a part of once the youth have gone through the curriculum, they get a chance to also um, you know, do more leadership development, facilitation skills so that can, they can, you know, be able to tell their story and get paid to do it. So um, we, we, you know, we create these opportunities for them to be um, uh, hired at conferences as keynotes mm-hmm. or workshop uh, presenters or um, to get a chance to, you know, come to a class and, you know, uh, speak on their experiences with intimate partner violence or whatever, or, you know, the things that they've learned from the curriculum and from their own research. Um, so it's a it's a really awesome, uh, thorough uh, organization. It's an organization of three right now. Um, we uh, were fortunate enough to be a part of the Black Girl Freedom Fund um, mm. grant cycle last year. So um, cool. we've been able to fund a lot of our uh, um, branding and um, outreach and um, supporting our students with uh, getting to conferences uh, that are, you know, a, centered around healthy relationships. Um, and this last year, we ended up getting a, um, we got two workshops that we were able to present. My mom did her workshop, and then um, we had a youth uh, present on consent. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Um, my mom's presentation was on grooming. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's a really dope um organization that there's there's different ways to engage with it but we've often um had like uh partnerships with like the city and um um community organizations who have like at-risk youth um who you know have a history of trauma um or domestic you know gender-based violence and you know we work with them to not only um carry out the curriculum but also yeah that that um that aftercare, which is, um, you know, checking in with them, mm-hmm. basically in a, a mentorship type of 
um, setting and, um, you know, connecting with their parents, being um, uh, on, you know, the same page with their family, just as much as, you know, supporting them and getting them to, um, uh, you know, branch out and figure out different ways that they want to impact their community while, you know, also acknowledging the things that their community is being affected by. Um, I've been working there for about six years now, um, on and off as a facilitator and an admin, um, administrative assistant. And um, it's such a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, work to me that I don't feel like I ever would like, just like relinquish it for my life because like, it's, it's honestly like a family legacy. Um, and um, like my cousins have been a part of it. Um, my, my, my family members that, you know, are like close friendly friends um, their kids are a part of it. My aunties that my, my, I call them my community aunties because they're, you know, folks in my community that, um, have really showed up in an auntie type of way for me. Um, and I've grown up with, um, they also are a part of it too. They do, um, you know, um, uh, guest speaking every once in a while, things like that. Um, and then we do group sessions too. And we're actually starting a pilot program because my mom is supporting me with, um, my, my visions of, uh, you know, how we can propel ourselves forward in, into the future. Um, so we're creating a pilot program called Black Pearls, where we will um, teach our curriculum, um, Diamonds Are Forever Priceless, um, and they will get a chance to create a self-care manual while mm. also, um, you know, being able to talk with their peers about the topics that we'll be discussing and um, in a support group type of setting. And it's so excited. I'm so excited because it's like the first time that I'll be like, you know, spearheading something like this. And um, yeah, it was like my mom's full support. And like, she's just like, yeah, go for it. And like, you know, like this is gonna be like a, you know, by invite only type of thing and like word of mouth and like, you know, just like not, not, too, not too many degrees of separation between, you know, who is, you know, a part of this, because we do want to make sure that um, the content is uh, protected, mm -hmm. um, because it is a pilot, but yeah, it's, um, it's going to be awesome. Um, it starts in February, and I've been, like, doing this leadership training, and, um, you know, getting the things together to, to get myself ready for it, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. And my mom's in North Carolina, so I'm the one that's based in Milwaukee right now, and I do the the work in Milwaukee on behalf of Prices Insider. And my mother does is starting a base in North Carolina, mm. um, so we are in national. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really really awesome that you know you and and your family have like built and sustained this very important resource. Um, so. Yeah, good for y'all, and it's exciting that you have the pilot program going. It'll, it'll, you know, be a space for folks to, like, find some, some like creative energy of their own. It sounds like. Yeah, creative, and also, um, yeah, be to get a chance to because there's so many people that, um, like we're so used to doing this curriculum with younger people, and then like in the last couple of years we started to do like like because our youth are not you know long, no longer like young people in school um and you know they're 18 19 20 now we you know have to adjust our you know our curriculum in the way that we mentor to that age group and you know just keep adjusting adjusting and as we realize like okay as we engage with more 20 something year olds 18 year olds 19 year olds and stuff like that 
um, we're realizing, okay, like they need this space as well. And so um, it's just, you know, just adapting to that and also recognizing like people, it like this trauma work doesn't always just happen when you're young and you're in school. Like this, 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 this continuous work um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. throughout your life. And like, you know, anybody can start at any moment, um, yeah. any age and, you know, there's no right or wrong. Um, there's just, you know, access to that, that, that knowledge yeah. and that resource. Definitely. Like, yeah, like some shadow work might be necessary at one point in your life. And then kind of like what you were saying earlier, it's like you, you resolve, you might resolve some of it, but then some of it might come back later down the road. Uh, it, it ebbs and flows. And then uh, I, I know you said it's not very active right now, but uh, Good Food Bus, um, if you'd care to share a little bit about the mission yeah. and what you would do there. Yeah, so um, owned by da um, the, uh, Dana McCormick, um, a, uh, a resident, uh, a Milwaukee resident, she um, hired me when I was like homeless. She saw my like advertisements on Facebook with my GoFood, but uh, my GoFundMe. And um, uh, like we did like this interview in the park, like we li I literally had like a blanket and like she like met me at the park and like just at the most like formal informal interview ever. Um, and I, I, I definitely vibed with her like from that moment on. Um, she gave me a lot of space to, um, she hired me originally to be the, just the driver um, and, you know, just selling the products, but eventually I moved into helping with marketing and social media and um, coordinating uh, events just as much as coordinating um, food drop-offs and food pickups, um, uh, supporting with uh, getting access to, uh, you know, resources about grants or resources about um different part like community uh community organizations that we could work with um and yeah like I did a lot of different things and I also I loved that job because I also got a chance to um like hire people too and of course you know I was I was I was shooting for the queer people <laughs> I was shooting for the queer folks and you know the folks that mostly impacted by food um food um instability food security and food insecurity and um, of course, you know, always trying to make sure that um, uh, young young black people have a, a check and a space to you know engage in as well. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was awesome, like getting a chance to do that, and like not only be able to spread opportunities, but also like um, get people to think differently about food sovereignty and um, what that looks like to support your community on a um, just even on this level where it's like almost non-profity but like not really and then like it's almost grassroots but not really like type of thing and then like um finding un unconventional ways to you know get food to people um we often spent a lot of time um like if we had a lot of food that was not getting sold and it wouldn't get sold in time for you know its freshness you know we would get it to you know, people who were cooking food um, for homeless people. And, you know, mm -hmm. during uh, COVID, we had a lot of people who were uh, who were like sleeping in tents um, around the city and stuff. And so we would visit those neighborhoods with, um, you know, the folks that had um, the, the cooking resources and stuff. And so, you know, we would partner that way. And uh, we also, I also got a chance to pilot a 
a program that ended up sticking um, for three years, which was the meal kit program, um, where we partnered with the local chef during the winter time, um, which was like our off season between like October and uh, May. And we would, um, yeah, we would partner with the chef, create like recipes based off of, of produce that you would only be able to, or you would find like locally. So like every, every recipe is based off of something you can find locally and it's cheap. Um, and uh, we also had uh, my boss, um, Dana, she had a, a friend who did a cookbook, made a cookbook based off of like eating off of $5 a day. And it's like based off of like, cause you know, most people in Wisconsin are on food stamps. And so, um, or, you know, most of the people in poverty have uh, food stamps. And so it's based off of, you know, if you have food stamps, how you can eat healthy every day. Um, and so, yeah, we were working with that and um, looking, working with these local chefs who all had different businesses centered around healthy eating and challenging uh, food trauma and um, uh, accessing food through us so that we could like, you know, also be able to support our farmers as well with gaining connections with other people. Like it was, it was a very well-rounded, like, you know, food community. Yeah. It's awesome. That kind of stuff is like, you know, the way of the future. Yeah. As far as redistribution of sustenance and nutrition. Yeah. And, you know, making sure people have access to not only food, but also like nutritious food too. Yeah. Uh, you know, not having access to grocery stores and not just you know, the corner store, like that feeds into the conversation of food deserts and mm -hmm. inaccessibility of like dietary restrictions and all that, all that shit. But yeah, uh, but y'all are, you know, you, sounds like you've, you've created a, a, a resource with the, with the materials that you have access to. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to really, um, you know, try to just provide for folks who need it. Um, and that's, that goes a really long way. Ania, we've done some good work here. Today. Uh, uh, been here for, for a while. It's one of the longest episodes in, in a while. Uh, and, um, but you, but here's the thing, you do so much cool shit. You know, we just had to talk, talk all of it, right. With enchanted work with, uh, mixed Wisconsin and with, um, crisis insight with good food boss, with, um, you know, your, your artistry, it sounds like you've had a lot of vast undertakings, but you've made time for all of them, whether it's, it is pleasure or art or, you know, spirituality or, um, community organizing, community enrichment, uh, all of those things are clearly very important to you. And I think that like you embody what it really means to like, you know, do it for the community, fight the good fight, for the community, but also to fight the good fight for yourself and to enjoy life. Um, which I mean, I, I've tried to find that balance myself and, so, and it, it, it ebbs and flows, but point is that, that you have made time for all this cool shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad you were and appreciate that you uh, were able to come on to Mr. Nice Guy tonight to talk about all of it. Thank you, Mr. Nice Guy. This is awesome. And 
hey, this is it's magic the way that I'd be able to do all of these things at once. I promise you, there are days where I'm just like, oh my God, what did I say yes to this thing? And why am I not a knower? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I, uh, but you know, and sometimes also your passions come in phases where sometimes yeah. you focus a lot on this one thing and you focus a lot on this other thing. Other thing, yep, yep. Fixations, you know, that, that shit's real too. Yeah, but, the ADHD in me be like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And now, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the I'm a very high anxiety guy. Also, pretty OCD. So like, if I don't do something, I have to do something in a certain way, or else I obsess over it. And um, or you know, it's the constant like worrying if you're not circling back on something that you like, you know, constantly worrying about what you're not doing, you know, like that that struggle's real too. But preach. (laughs) (laughs) On our way out, uh, I ask everyone the same two questions um, and you can answer this however you'd like. First question is, Ania, uh, what keeps you up at night? Um, not being able to exit capitalism. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I was I was on a walk with my mom earlier today, and I was getting pissed off uh, about capitalism on our walk. It was supposed to be this nice, you know, walk. It was a little warmer out today. It was supposed to be this nice walk in the park. No, I got pissed off just talking about like you know how everything is so expensive and shit yeah 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 I've been yeah I've been um having very realistic moments of like oh my god I'm still in capitalism like this shit's like so fucking like like rigs like even as much as I keep trying to like take steps to like exit capitalism I feel like I keep getting right back into it and like yeah this cycle yeah yeah yeah, it's a bastard. Um, but on the other note, what puts you to sleep? Um, love, um, love from my love from myself. Um, and my this journey, like you know, being dumped on my birthday and shit, that really bruised my my heart. So, really been centered around like loving myself more and being more um. Just, just I, I actually meditate right before I go to bed. And um, one of the things that I like to do is like envision myself like holding and cuddling like my younger self. So um, that's that's what puts me to sleep. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. We got to do this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Maybe like... We gotta hang out in person sometime, you know. Yes. Talk shit. Right. And I'm sure that we still in other ways have very small degrees of separation. Uh, I'm I'm sure we do too. Uh <laughs> we're gonna have to do some mapping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, right. <laughs> uh, for everyone watching, uh, I'll be tagging Enchanted Work. So you can go check out Ania's shop. Uh if you need tarot readings, if you want to look at their resin pieces, Woo-hoo. chest domino sets, 
yeah, fashion, spiritual guidance, what have you. Uh, they've got you covered. Uh, also, stay tuned for what they do with uh, LA Fashion Week coming up in March. Uh, also, be tagging MK Good Food Boss and Priceless Insight, everything that Ania here does. So, thank you very much for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.